0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: Hello and welcome to another edition of Insane in the Membrane. Insane in the Membrane. Here we are. Here we are again. It's that time of the week where we bring you one of the finest podcasts in the world. I'm gonna put it out there, I think so. I love it, I know you love it. So, nice to have another edition, here we are. Uh, hope everyone's doing all right. The weather at the moment, as I'm recording this, is sublime. I'm actually sat looking out of my lounge window where we live in Sea. and it's glorious. There's no way that I could be miserable today. What a day. Um, I hope you lot are doing all right. Strange times still. You know, it's it's. I, we're going to be in strange times. It's going to. This is going to be it, for for the foreseeable. There's going to be good bits, bad bits. It's going to be improvements. there's going to be setbacks. But you know what? As I always say, if we talk to each other and we support each other we will get through this i have no doubt in my mind um <clears throat> thank you again to all of you lovely lovely listeners for subscribing and liking and telling everybody about this if you could keep doing that that would be fantastic because the more ears this gets into uh, the more support there is from us to you to you to us Again, like I say, we're in this together. Thank you to our lovely patrons as well. You are really helping to keep the lights on as I have no work, (laughs) literally nothing. So this is what I do now. I'm a podcaster. So but thank you for your for your patronage. Um, I am going to be doing some stuff, gonna be putting some extra stuff on there. I just haven't got to it yet because I didn't really know what I was doing. I don't, but I'm getting to it. I have I've sought expert advice and they are putting me in the right direction. So that's that's going to be happening so uh, stay tuned for that this week's guest uh is a hip-hop star life coach um podcaster his name's Zuby and Zuby is a, a fantastic human being it was a real pleasure to talk to him just a lovely just an honest dude you know we talked about that in the in the episode actually we talked about honesty and, and trying to be the best version of yourself that you can be um you know, the pre- we do put pressure on ourselves. We we see social media and we, and we we look at pictures of people with the perfect body and the perfect life, and it's a load of old bollocks, really. You know, just you don't have to. That doesn't make you a better person. Just you know, just try and make little improvements. But we talk about that in the episode. We'll, we you'll hear all about that. Um, and uh, it was a great chat, as it always is. It was a real pleasure to have Zuby on um we really got into it it was really great so uh, do you know what i'm gonna stop talking about it i'm gonna let you listen here's zuby zuby thanks man are you well absolute pleasure yeah i'm doing well thanks how are you yeah, i'm good very well thank you very well oh funnily enough mentioning social media i've been trying to sort of steer clear of it a bit just because it just seems you know you just have to have a moment away you know because it's just everyone's on just kind of piling on each other and everyone's shouting and hollering. no one's really listening to each other it seems yeah, you know, you don't, so I don't need to ex- explain that one to me, man. I, <laughs> I like the way that you just you're honest. I admire your honesty, man. And I, Thank you. and that, th- I I really like that in in someone. Because that, that, that's what people need to be. Just be a bit more honest, you know. And it it's. Yeah, so when I see someone that just says, says it how it is, I really admire that. I mean, is that, have you always been that way? It's just, it just, or I suppose you don't really know, you just are you.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think it's wired into my personality, but also just the way I was raised. You know, I was raised to be an honest person. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that a lot of problems in the world stem from dishonesty and cowardice and inauth- inauthenticity. So I strive to be the opposite of all those things.
1: Mm, yeah you're absolutely right man I've, I've said this before on here I was never I wasn't very honest growing up not big mm-hmm. not in a like I wasn't it was I was more I wasn't being honest about how I really felt about stuff like I'd go along with things and it would just cause me to be really miserable and you know and then people could tell that I was they could there was a subconscious feeling that I wasn't being I wasn't being honest mm-hmm. and And so, but since in the last few years I've had counselling and things like that, and now I I am more able to turn around and go, I'm not really feeling that, man. Uh, This is how I'm. This is how I feel, and I have so I have such a better life. It's incredible. Yeah, you know. Yeah, of course.
2: Yeah, you you will because you know there's a it creates a schism within yourself if you're not being honest, and if you're not being honest, I mean, you can't tell one lie, right? (laughs) <laughs> got, yeah I gotcha you. You yeah, yeah 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 you have to tell a web of them. So as soon as you start pretending to be something you're not or denying something that you that you are or I don't know just saying something that you know not to be true, then both within yourself both internally and externally it's like you have to keep you have to keep online you have to keep online every mm. single day to
1: maintain that facade and that image and um,
2: yeah I think it wears on people.
1: Oh, God, yeah. It's exhausting. I I remember years ago, just, yeah, just lie upon lie. And it was only about things, just things that didn't need to be lied about. I could have just gone, "Uh, listen, I can't do that today, but I can do it tomorrow. I don't, it it would just spiral. (laughs) It just, yeah. And so yeah like you say now it's just like I'm I'm more able to go listen dude I'm not feeling that let's do this instead uh, or yeah. you know and, and have a conversation and this is what people need to be doing and I see this all the time people are just shouting and, and bickering and, and it doesn't doesn't solve anything you know it's more it's uh, like that word performative seems to come up a lot lately people seem to be more they're happier they, they want to shout about it but they're not actually doing anything in real life
2: mm-hmm.
1: which is yeah. the different you know it's Yeah. And I
2: said the other day that, you know, a lot of people care more, you know, most people care more about looking good or appearing to be good than actually being good. Yes. Right. So we live in this performative era. A lot of people, you know, use the term virtue signaling. A lot of people want to come across a certain way. I mean, you see this all the way from celebrities all the way to, you know, just, you know, normal general people, but you know, it, it's natural to want people to perceive you in a positive way. And we all want people to think that we're good and that we're decent, et cetera. But you can do that simply by, by being those things. And yeah. you don't need to play to the crowd and you don't need to virtue signal and you don't need to jump on every latest trending topic or hashtag or whatever it is to make it seem like you're um, a good person. And to be honest, I'm at the stage where I see those things as warning signs now, right? If I see someone (laughs) making it to, if I look at, I don't know, if I see someone's social media profile and they have, you know, the they've got their preferred pronouns in there and the rainbow Mm. pride flag (laughs) and hashtag BLM and hashtag, right? And those tend to be the worst people, right? There's some really awful people who do that, but they use it as a mask to hide the fact that they're awful people. So people who are less enlightened will see that and be like, oh, wow, look, this person is a, there for all of these positive causes and lo- oh, they mm. obviously care about these people because they've put a hashtag there and it's like no that's just that's just performative and it's yeah. also a shield because if you then look at the sort of stuff they're putting out there oftentimes you'll find that they are very vicious and hostile and just not and just not nice people
1: yeah yeah, yeah you yeah about, about you know the way with the when the black lives matter thing exploded couple of, when with the George Floyd and and I saw people online, like they were getting behind black artists. They were getting black people to come onto their podcasts and things like that. And it, and it was like, well, I'm not being rude, but you should have been doing this anyway. It's, yeah. why did it take, why did it take this extreme thing to happen for you to go, oh shit, yeah, we should be doing more, <laughs> you know like. And so you saw, and, and like you say, you kind of go, no, nah, I see what you're doing there. That's not what yeah. you should, you know, you you should have already been doing this. I don't know. Yeah, it's
2: a funny thing because, you know, it, it it certainly works for, it certainly works on a lot of people, but there are people like myself who it really, it really rubs the wrong way. I mean, mm. it, coming on to what you're saying, I mean, for example, after that situation, we've seen all of these companies and organizations and corporations, et cetera, jump on this Black Lives Matter thing. And they all will now want to talk about racism. And, you know, they want to let everyone know that they're one of the good ones. And I'm a bit like, well, you know, I I sort of assumed so. Like, I assumed that Mm. all of these, I don't, I don't, yeah, like, I'm like, yeah, I don't need a statement from my, my supermarket or my website hosting provider or my, my video game company to remind me that oh actually we like black people i was like well i, I sort of <laughs> you know i, I, I kind of hope that yeah. <laughs> i kind of hoped that you weren't discriminating against me to begin with but the fact that you feel the need to make this so explicit i'm now a little bit suspicious as to yeah. what you were doing before you know
1: yeah and it's funny like you say with these with these companies my partner uh, jade and i have this conversation all the time it's all very well these companies getting behind black people and going oh this is what we're doing this is what we do we're supporting this point. you go yeah but you're not there are. It, it, there are. What needs to change is behind the scenes. The people yeah. in in the system making mm-hmm. the choices needs to change, and that's where. And that's where these arguments collapse because they these people don't want to give up their positions. They oh, want, no, of course not. So it's more. They're not like, oh yeah. And, look, and I-
2: I'll be honest. I don't. I don't necessarily think they should.
1: Like, no. I, I think that. I think that if they
2: really, really believed in what they were saying and they thought that was the way forward, then more of them would but i don't even advocate for that like i'm i believe in meritocracy i'm like look mm. just um like let people do their thing treat people fairly apply the same standards to everybody and diversity is people call it is a is a natural result of that because you have people mm. who are capable and have things to offer um of all different all across the board whether you're talking you know race ethnicity gender sexuality whatever like if you just let people do what they want to do and you don't hinder them and you don't block them you you know like you mm. you'll naturally get some degree of it it's not going to be um you know no, nothing is ever going to be 100 percent representative of a given population and we, and we don't expect it to be right no. we're not um no one is trying to increase the diversity of the of the nba nobody's trying to increase um the diversity of hip-hop music or edm or heavy metal right a very male-dominated hip hop, you know, very like, no Mm. one, no one cares. It's just like, okay, that's what people want to do. I'm not saying any diversity initiatives to get more, um, you know, black and Asian people on the ski slopes or in the Olympic swimming pool. You see what I mean? So it's just like, look, just let people, as long as there's equality of opportunity, then that's the best we can do. Um, Anything beyond that, you're just really social engineering and you're creating an unsolvable problem. And it's a problem that doesn't really exist to begin with in most cases.
1: True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very true, man. Um, and uh, yeah, and it, I just want to be able. Like equality comes up all the time, mm. and that's what we like. You say it's what we should be striving for is that e- equality. And because some people misunderstand what equality is, I see this all the time. They're like, there, there's people I know, family members, and they're all shouting and and like, oh, all lives matter and blah blah. blah. And you go, no, 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 no. Get you're not understanding what we're saying. Mm. And equality doesn't mean instead of. It means mm. as well as. And, and yeah. It's, people are really misunderstanding that point. And it, you know. Yeah,
2: just... but the, the problem is, see, this is the thing is people, people get lost in the weeds. Mm. And th- this is a problem with a lot of the rhetoric is a lot of stuff is inherently divisive because, you know, like, I, don't, I don't really want to dwell on, dwell, dwell on the no. Black Lives Matter thing, but look, everybody, every single decent person at, at the statement level, like if we're going to take these statements literally, everybody agrees that Black Lives Matter and everybody agrees that all lives matter. And everybody mm. agrees that Asian lives matter and white lives matter and brown lives. Like, eh, these yeah. are all true statements, right? We, we, we all know yeah. this. So it kind of shows how silly the discourse has gotten that we're now having huge arguments over, do we say black lives matter or do we say all lives matter? Is all lives matter offensive? Is it, and I'm like, we're in the weeds, right? Like, mm. <laughs> you know, like we're, we're, we're in the weeds right now. Look, we all agree. Racism is bad. Police brutality is bad treat people fairly every decent person agrees that so it's like okay can we like take it up a level and you know not be fighting like when i see people fighting between black lives matter and all lives matter i just roll my eyes because i'm just like yeah you you, you're lost like you've just Mm. you're you're both saying the same thing right you're saying the (laughs) same thing but it's just you're lost in the in the details of how you're perceiving it
1: yeah true very true it's funny what you say about not getting too Hung up on the Black Lives Matter thing on on here in this conversation. It, I had I had Carla Hall on. I've got another podcast called Insane in the Fembrain, where I have strong, powerful women talk about what it what it because I don't obviously I'm not a woman, so I don't know. So I'm asking the questions like, what does it feel like to be a woman? What have you had to deal with and things like that. And we had Carla Hall on, um, and we didn't talk about race once. We didn't mm-hmm. come up. We didn't mention it. And then someone said to me, "No, oh, you didn't talk about race." You're like, "Yeah, well." Good. Black people don't want to talk about race all the time. <laughs> what? What's wrong with you? It, yeah. yeah, it's not. And I, uh, yeah, it's this even now, it was like, uh, uh, yeah, you're right. As we were getting into it, I'm like, oh, well, let's not do this. We, it's good to touch on it, but what really interests me is is you is you're not only you're 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 a musician, but you're you're a life coach, mm-hmm. and you're a fitness coach. So you do. So you care about people and their well-being. Oh, very much so. Yeah, yeah.
2: That's what motivates me? I want to inspire and help and motivate as many people as I can. That's literally why I do
1: what I do. Mm, and I love that. Again, it goes back to your posit- yeah, positivity, honesty. Um, and is that? Do you find that easy to keep to keep pushing yourself, or do you you like everyone else? you have your days where you go, "Fuck this, man!" I can't. <laughs> you know.
2: Yeah, you know, I'm 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 pretty consistent. Like I'm a, I'm a human being. Of course, yeah. I have days where I feel more. I feel more motivated and inspired than I do on, on other days. And I have some days where the negativity sort of, you know, normally I'm, I'm, I've got a pretty strong exoskeleton, but, um, you know, occasionally I'll just get frustrated and just sort of, I don't tend to get angry at individuals, but sometimes I just sort of feel this lament for society, especially over the last few months where I'm just like, Oh my gosh, like what's wrong with everybody? Like, can't Mm. we just, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel that sometimes, but, um, but no, generally, I'm pretty consistent. I mean, I'm obsessed with self-improvement for myself um, because I know that if I become the best version of myself that I can, then I can do my job better and I can help and inspire and motivate other people more to, to do the same. And fundamentally, you know, if we're talking about problems in the world, I really think that, look, if we can all, if we can all get better individually, then we all get better collectively right so by me trying to become the best version of Zuby rather than the the worst version um, every time like I'm sending out little ripples and shockwaves into the world and other people see that other people hear it other people see what's going on and it's like okay you know I can uh, uh, okay I can I'm gonna push myself a little bit better today or okay I saw Mm -hmm. how he handled that so I'm gonna try to handle that better myself and not let anger get the best of me etc and um yeah, it has it has an effect, and it has a bigger effect the larger the audience and the platform becomes. And so, yeah, I'm I am by no means perfect. I'm still always learning every single day and trying to get better at all this stuff I do. But um, yeah, I think it's yeah. um, I think it's important and valuable.
1: Yeah, and I, I think what people misunderstand is that they seem to think that they should attack their entire life like to make changes in every aspect and and you've got to get up one day and start running and you got to start changing Mm. stuff and you're like no no little bits start small don't 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 look at the whole thing and go ah everything's fucked i need to change everything about me if you start making little changes if you do something different that you did that you didn't do yesterday in a positive way Mm -hmm. that helps right that's that's all part of it you know yeah absolutely
2: it's it's incremental uh, yeah. everything's incremental. I mean, it's, as you know, I'm really into my fitness and training and mm. be, beyond the physical aspect, I mean, I'm more drawn to the, to the mental aspect. And one thing I really love about strength training is to me, it's like a, it's like a metaphor for life, right? You know, yeah. so you go in there and you, you do repetitions, right? It's not like you go to the gym once and you come out mm. and you're strong and you're jacked. It's like repetitions, consistency, perseverance, dealing with setbacks, following, you know, being disciplined, et cetera. And one thing I love about weight training is that it's totally meritocratic, right? Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, it's 100% meritocratic. And, you know, you can lift the weight or you can't. And whether or not you progress is, is up to you. It's not a, it's not a team sport, right? In football, you could, you could play your best football, rugby, basketball, whatever. You could have the best game of your life. And you know what? You can still lose because yeah. the rest of your team didn't play well or the other team played better. If you are good with your training and your nutrition... And you're getting enough sleep and drinking enough water, et cetera. You will, you will make progress. You will become mm. a better version of yourself. You will physically get stronger. You'll be able to lift more weight, run for longer, um, do everything more than you could before. And it happens bit by bit by bit. And when you look back, I mean, I, I started training when I was 15 or 16, mm. and it's funny, you know. Like I, I remember lifting. Like I remember the first time I lifted certain weights. Right. Like I remember oh, yeah. the first time. I remember the first time I benched 100 kilos and how happy i was and how difficult it was etc and now i mean post lockdown i don't know but normally i can you know do 100 (laughs) now i can do 100 kg for you know 10 reps wow it's like you know and it's but it's like wow i and at the same body weight as well so it's kind of like Uh man i remember when i remember when lifting this thing was like you know felt like lifting a house or something and now it's like you know it's like doing, it's a, like, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it, it's yeah, so, just it's, whatever, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's the
2: same with everything. Um, you know, whether you're learning a language or building a business or starting a podcast or a YouTube channel or whatever, it's like look, you're not just going to do you're not going to just do one and then that's it. It's like you know, it's consistency. You just got to keep going and going and going. And then you look back after a few years and it's like, oh wow, we've really we've really built something here. Yeah, like we we created something. I mean, look at um look at Joe Rogan, right? Yeah. All right. You know, if you, if you go back and what, what I love about that is, you know, cause all of his old podcasts are still up there on YouTube. So you can go back and you can watch episode one, episode five, yeah. episode 10. And, you know, and it's, it, on all levels, you just see the improvement and the change. And now people are looking at his podcast, like, oh my gosh, like, how did he do this? This is, I'm like, man, go back and <laughs> go back and look and you can see it. You know, you see the same yeah. as some of these Huge YouTube channels that have ten million subscribers, and everyone sees it now, and they're like, "Oh my gosh!" Or they think, "Oh, this person got lucky," or they did. And I'm like, "No, that was not luck." Go back. You go I mean, on their channels. Yeah. You go sort by oldest, and you see they uploaded their first video in 2007 on some blurry, some blurry camera <laughs> with terrible <laughs> yeah. audio, and it's just like, "Wow, okay, you can really see, you can really see the progress." So I'm, I love seeing that.
1: Yeah, it's that, like you. It's it's that assumption that. People think you're going to be brilliant at something straight away, yeah, and never. it's and and then that comes like you yeah, go. It goes back to that mental, the mental strength. Like you say, is that you'll go for a run. Say, I mean, then even that, you like, you don't have to run for hours. Just no. go for a fast walk for twenty minutes. Just walk mm-hmm. up and back. Just something, and then and then you'll go for half an hour tomorrow. And then and then in two weeks' time, you'll be running a little bit. And then and then before you know it, you're you're, you're a year down the line. And you're mm-hmm. and you're running and you're and you're a bit fitter and it, it but it, it, it people don't seem to realise how quickly time passes. You know, yeah. like two years ago I was saying I need to get back to the gym. That was two mm. years ago. That's mm. two years that I've wasted, <laughs> not doing anything. You yeah. know, and it, it just just go and do it. But you don't have to be brilliant at it straight away. And that's no. what people need to realise.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I always yeah. recommend to people um, like when I'm doing coaching and stuff. In fact, I had a coaching call earlier today and you know, the guy I was working with, he was very hesitant about starting a new project that he wanted to do. And, you know, he kept, he, he, you know, he just wanted to procrastinate and I said, look, look, man, just, just do it. Right. Yeah. he kept, he kept saying like, oh, I should do this, or I'll try to do this, or I'll probably, I was like, look, just drop all of that from your vocabulary. Just do it. Like if, if there's no, if there's no sort of technical roadblock that's, you know, preventing you from doing it, then just look, we can literally finish this call and then just go and open that thing and just, just get started, right. Just get the ball rolling. Yeah. It doesn't need to be, doesn't need to be remotely perfect. Just get the ball rolling. Um, yeah. and, and I, as someone who creates a lot of projects, you know, both my music podcast, mm. you know, I wrote my, wrote and released my first book last, last year, et cetera, oh, nice. is I've just learned the importance of, of just getting started, Yeah. Right? Just getting started. So when it came to my book, I mean, I was like, cause one of my friends was really sort of like pushing me to do it. And he was like, yeah, man, you've got to write it, you know, you've, you've got to write this book, etc. And I was like, man, like, I don't know, I'm, I'm, am I the right person to even do it? I'm not ready, blah. And he was like, just, you know, and I, I just, okay, I was like, all right. I opened a Word document, just started writing, you know, like just, mm. just started writing. And yeah, within and a few just... days, the first draft was done. <laughs> wow. Man. So, you know, and um, and now that, that book's gone on to sell a few thousand copies and, you know, it's still selling. Oh, and so shit. It's just like, yeah, that's it. Or I started my podcast January 2019. Um, we've just gone past 100 episodes now. And when I started my podcast again, I did not know what I was doing. I was saying, same. Just like, same yeah. yeah, I had no idea what I was doing. It's like, all right, I'm just going to I'm just going to start. I'm just going to start. I'm just going to press record and I'm going to talk into this mic and then, OK, in my next episodes, I'll get guests on. I'll just bring on a few people I know to begin with and we'll just have conversations and we'll record them. And then I'll just upload the video, upload the audio. And, you know, it's still, um, I've still got a long way to go with the podcast. It's got tons of room for improvement. But it's like, you know, I'm just gonna keep doing it. And um, had some, you know, really, you know, very well known guests already from lots of, you know, in all sorts of interesting sectors and areas. And yeah, just continuously going and keep making it better. And I don't know, like, hopefully before we know it, we'll be in 2023 and yeah, yeah. I can then say, oh, okay. Oh, wow. Look, oh, we've got, you know, 500 episodes now and yeah. we've had this person and we've had that person, et cetera. But if I just sat around for those four years and was just like, mm, I don't know what to do. Mm. What microphone, what microphone should I get? What's the best program to, use? you know? yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A, You can procrastinate <laughs> forever because there's so many <laughs> options and different things. And it's like, you know what, just, just get started. And yeah you might find, oh, okay, ha- later on you might, oh, you know what, we'll use a, we'll use this program to record instead. Or, or oh, you know what, we can do this better. Or maybe yeah, we should man. change this. And it's like, you know, but it's easier to do that once you're already going.
1: Oh, God, yeah. And it is that fear. It's the fear of failure. You can't, ah, uh, uh, it's like with this. It's like with a podcast. I didn't, I ummed and about it for ages. And it was only because my partner was, does stuff with producer Paul, who's on here, mm. and, and she happened to mention it to him. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. And, it, and that's what he needed. He <laughs> needed someone to go, come on, let's do it. Stop fucking about. Yeah. And then it is, it's that fear. You just got to start. You just have to start. Whatever that is, mm-hmm. if you want to eat less bread, eat less bread. You know, start. Start yeah. with that. You know, just these little bits. It doesn't need to be the whole thing all in one go. Exactly. You know, and that, that's so important. And people listening to this will really appreciate that. I know, I know when I was told that, just start, stop looking at the whole thing. Start mm. with the thing you can change. And that was, you know, that was it. For yeah. me, and know, and so. it motivates you because once you start
2: seeing progress, you know, nothing motivates better than progress as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So if someone's trying to lose weight, you know, losing that first, losing that first pound or the first kilo. If someone is trying to, you know, get stronger, you know, adding the first time they add five kilos to the bar. It's like, cool, if you can add five kilos to the bar once, you can do it again. And you can do it. Oh, you know what? Mm. Look, oh, over the course of two years, you're now lifting, you're now lifting 50, 60 kilos more. You know, in some cases, depending on the exercise, you might be lifting two hundred kilos more.
1: <laughs> yeah, than
2: you were than you were at the at the beginning. Like you just over time, it's just incremental, bit by bit. And you don't you don't really notice the small changes, but then over time, it gets better. Like I, I um, I imagine when you first started this podcast, you probably started noticing certain things even in your own speech that you were like, oh, why do I keep <laughs> maybe there's a phrase you keep saying, or maybe you're saying um too much, or maybe you're saying yeah, like so- too much, or you know to we all have these you can't get rid of them totally but i know that when i started my podcast i was like, oh gosh why do i keep why do i keep saying that i've noticed mm. just anno- annoying ticks in my <laughs> speech patterns and things like that yep. or some people they speak too quickly or they find oh i i'm actually interrupting too much or i'm doing this but until you start you don't you don't know any of this you just mm. do it and then you get better and you get better
1: and there's always room for improvement always always I say I I know I say yeah 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 a lot (laughs) and it and I have to I get I have to listen back to the to the podcast and then so then when we're promoting it I can say oh we talked about this 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 and this and then I listen to it and after sort of 20 minutes I'm like oh god if I say (laughs) yeah 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 one more time but you know that's this like you say it's out it's in you that's what you do you got to not get hung up too much on on that sort of thing um yeah to help get this brilliant conversation to an even bigger audience. Sponsoring the show, as well as a promotional trailer, means that your message and our message will be inserted into some of Acast's biggest podcast titles. Get on board and partner with Insane in the Membrane. Go to pauldaniels.tv for more information. Your music, when did... When did, that, That's something else as well, because there's, there's so many people that wanted to be in bands or they wanted to learn an instrument or they wanted to do something and they never did it. What was that the same with you? Did you just go, fuck it, I'm gonna do it, or did it take a while? Did you or did you just ease into it? How was your how did you get into music? That's a good question. So
2: I first got into music, I guess, technically as a child. I used to play piano. Oh, so wow. I started playing piano maybe from the age of seven or so. And I used to do recitals and stuff like that. I, I had piano lessons. I would do recitals and performances and then I stopped playing piano when I was about 12 or 13, just because I was doing a lot of other things. I was getting into other activities and sports, and I didn't really have a passion for playing piano. Mm. So I reached a stage where I wasn't really improving because I wasn't really practicing. Right. And um, me being my conscientious self, I also didn't want to waste my parents' money because they were, paying for, they were mm. paying for these lessons, and I knew they weren't cheap. So I was like, you know what, if I'm not making progress because I'm not practicing... Let me just be upfront with them and say, let me just stop this because I don't want you spending money on something that I'm not really doing anything with. So that was sort of my first foray into music. And then many years later, when I went to university, so um, I studied computer science at Oxford University. And when I was in my first year there, I just started rapping as a hobby. I just started doing it for fun. I'd been into Mm -hmm. hip hop music as a fan for a while. And I found out that I was able to do it and I had a knack for... Writing and performing and within 10 months I released my first album Wow, yeah, so my first album I'd been rapping for 10 months and I put that out there Um, It was called commercial underground. It had a single on there called step into me Which was my first music video. It was my first song to get plays played on bbc radio and I actually had a music video out on national tv on an old uk music channel, which was called channel U at the time and um yeah, that was my first sort of that that was what brought me my first fans and accolades and things like that. And then, um, yeah, over time, yeah. just started taking things more and more seriously. And in 2011, I started. I've been a, I've been full time since 2011. November 2011 is when I left my I left the corporate world. I worked as a management consultant for a while for a big company, and um, yeah, 2011, yeah. I left that, and I've been independent. Independent, self-employed ever since then.
1: Oh man, that's so cool. That Thank is so you. cool, and I, it's it, I was there's a there's a um, there's a guy called DJ Format and Abdominal, mm-hmm. and I was they've got a song called Behind the Scenes, and it's all about how people say to him, "Oh, how did you do that?" This is it, and he's and he basically just says, "I work my fucking ass off. That's how I did this. <laughs> you know, I'm always promoting, and if I'm not promoting, I'm writing letters. If I'm not writing letters, I'm doing something else. There's always something to be done." And I think that's what people don't understand that it takes work. Like you've said, like uh, you, you know, you started rapping and then, but you got, and then in ten months you had an album out, and, and but that takes work. You put the work in, mm-hmm. and that's what people don't seem to understand. They'll they'll pick up a drum, uh, some drumsticks, they'll rattle around, they go, oh, I can't do it, and then they'll stop. Yeah, you know, and it's that again goes back to that mental strength to just mm-hmm. keep pushing on. It's all about. It's pushing on, isn't it? you know? yeah, and I, I getting getting over the sucky part, right?
2: i yeah. I call it I, I say embrace the suck, right? Just accept <laughs> it, right. the when you do anything new, it doesn't matter if it's learning a language or an instrument or developing a new skill, I don't know, learning how to learning photography, making videos, doing audio, you're gonna you're gonna suck at the beginning.. Oh, right? gotcha. this is just <laughs> you're you're just gonna suck at the beginning and it, and it's not fun. To do something that you know you're you're not good at most times, mm. so most people give up within the sucking stage, right? So they're like, "Oh gosh!" Like they'll they'll make two or three YouTube videos, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, my videos are terrible," um, <laughs> and then and then their channel just goes dead, or they'll do two or three podcasts, and they'll you know, "Oh no, this this is this is not this is not yeah. it." And they stop, yeah. and you can often win in things, or at least get ahead of ninety nine percent of people, simply by just just keep going right mm, um if true. you just keep going then you will you'll just outlast other people and um i mean this is something i've even done in my own music career i mean if i remember back to when i first started making music and i think of all of my peers and fellow musicians etc only a tiny handful of them are still are still going and are still active because most people just dropped out they quit because it's hard right it's, yeah. it's difficult yeah, and i don't just mean the um you know, the, the musical side of it is actually the easier part, but the business and the promotion and willing to go out there and do the legwork and really push yourself and deal with incredible amounts of rejection and negativity. And, you know, it's, it's, it can be brutal, but it's like, you know what, if I just keep going, I I can win just by being the last person, last man standing, right? Just, (laughs) you just, just keep going. It's like, you know, if if you were running a marathon, right? I have no desire to run a marathon. I don't like long, long distance running, but if I were racing against a bunch of people who just are going to quit, then it doesn't matter. Like I'll, I'll win, right? If mm-hmm. if I'm racing against a hundred people and 99 of them, you know, the other 99 drop out before we finish the 26 miles, then, um, I win that race, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> even if I, maybe, maybe I didn't get off to the quickest start or, you know, maybe I wasn't even... You you can even have people who are technically more talented than you in some regards, but talent is pointless if you don't develop it and sure. you don't even really know where, like once once someone has done something a lot, what is, what they've worked for ends up looking like talent. Does that make sense? Yes, it so, does. Yeah. yeah. So for example, I mean, I get people who, I don't know, I'll be training in the gym or something and I'll get someone who's been training for a couple of weeks and they'll be like, man, like... I wish I had your genetics. <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> huh? you, you wouldn't you, you you wouldn't have said that if you saw me when I first when I first entered the gym, man. Like this is I've been I've been lifting for 17 years. Like I didn't I didn't walk in the gym and just pick this weight up the first day. So <laughs> like it's a
1: drumstick, just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, watch, exactly. Right? Yeah.
2: yeah. You see a master of anything, whether it's um, I don't know, you're watching a band, you know, watching someone playing. Think of the best guitar player or the best singer or mm. what. I can guarantee you, even, even the even the best, even the most talented guitar player, piano player, the first time they would have played guitar or piano, they would have sucked.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> they, and that's, they, yeah. they would have sucked the first time. <laughs> Period. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm a comedian. That's what I do. That's my day job. And it took me 15 years to be good mm. at it. It took me. Like I get people all the time saying, "You're driving to Liverpool for no money." You go, "Yeah." They go, yeah. why? I go, because that's what I have to do. Like you say mm-hmm. about the leg work, you know, mm-hmm. I've 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 been to Glasgow. I've I, I got the money together, flew to Glasgow, did a gig, flew back, flew back, and it. And that's what you need to do. It, but that yeah. took me fifteen years. Oh, and then what happened is you put this work in, and then you'll explode somewhere. People go, wow, where did he come from? That mm-hmm. overnight success. They go, Are you fucking kidding? I've slept in my car <laughs> more times I've slept in my own bed. It's yep. you know. Yeah, and people don't
2: see that. and People really nah. just don't see it. No, because it's funny with me cuz i mean realistically it's this this could be a real number mm-hmm. that at least 95% of people who have heard of me didn't know who i was 20 months ago
1: no
2: right so 95% of people who have even heard of me only discovered me in the past 18 19 months right cuz i had a yeah. very i had had a sort of catalytic moment where Things just started to grow very, very rapidly and gained hundreds of thousands of followers in a relatively short period of time. Mm. So, a lot of people don't realize I released my first album in 2006.
1: Yeah, right right. I put out
2: five albums and three EPs. I put out, you know, 2006, 2008, 2010, 2011, 2012, 2014. I've been putting Mm. out music, I've been putting out albums, I've done four tours. I've done over a hundred gigs. I've performed in eight different countries. And all of this is before 98% of people knew who now know me knew who I was. So it's weird. So a lot of people are only sort of seeing it from that moment onwards. Yeah. And you can tell, even with the things people say, because you're just like, oh my gosh. Like if you if you knew the grind I'd been putting in <laughs> before this, like you would be more respectful. Like you, you wouldn't yeah. <laughs> even even if you don't really like me, you would at least understand that you know this wasn't just oh this is this is a guy who just oh he just made a tweet and yeah. Suddenly, all of this happened. It's like no, like just <laughs> <laughs> like that. That's yeah. just not. That's just not how it how it happened. You know. I
1: know. Um, I need. To, I should have. I should have taken photographs of myself sleeping at Nottingham bus station, at <laughs> three a, three a.m. just to show people. That, yeah. 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 This is what I did. Otherwise, I don't believe you. They Just yeah. Yeah. yeah you just wandered into it.
2: <laughs> What's just... great is I I have documented quite a lot of the journey, so that is good because ah, um yeah. you know I really built my audience because I used to just. Try travel around the UK selling my CDs on the street and then eventually in shopping centers just doing pop-up shops all over the country and so I've got thousands of photos like on the street and in shopping centers just with the just with people just with fans of who bought my music or my Mm. t-shirts or whatever just photos in every single city in the UK I've got photos so if I ever needed to, uh, you know, <laughs> if anyone really was doubting me, it's like, okay, I'll show you some, I'll pull out some photos from 2010 showing me, Just to you prove know, it. yeah, hustling my <laughs> CDs in, in Oxford or in Birmingham or whatever. Um, and so, you know, like, there's nothing to prove in that sense, I guess, really, because it, it, people like that don't really matter. Hmm. But um, yeah, I guess w- what we're both saying is that people tend to see the tip of the iceberg, yeah, but not everything that sort of came beforehand wow. and you, you see this with a lot of artists i'll tell you an amazing example yeah. is um ed sheeran oh yeah yeah so i discovered i first heard about ed sheeran in i want to say about 2008 yeah um and we actually performed on the same there was an online show that they did for a short time called the cordless show okay. which we both performed at this is something i think they stopped doing it in like 2009 so this is a long time ago and I remember hearing about Ed Sheeran at that point. I remember when he was like busking and all that. I remember when I had more Twitter followers than him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I really remember seeing all of that. And then within a very short period of time, I remember he had a he had this sort of like two year period where things just went things just went crazy. Yeah. And, you know, Now he's like one of the biggest artists in the entire world, and uh, that to me, like I, I sort of saw that happen. I also saw it with um. Guys like uh, Tiny Tempo, like I remember, oh, yeah. Tiny Tiny Tempo was just you know much more underground. He had um, you know, he had a couple songs that bu- bubbled underground, mm-hmm. but and he was doing small gigs here and there. And I remember in um even where I used to live in Bournemouth, and oh, I remember yeah, yeah. that yes. um, you know, I remember he had a gig at a three hundred capacity venue, and I think maybe like a hundred and hundred and something people showed up. And then two years later, he sold out like a you know a five eight thousand cap venue in the same city, and was touring right. So it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so you see those things happening. It's like man, this is um yeah, this is just it, it's nuts. But people don't see the um the average person doesn't doesn't see.
1: No, below the surface, yeah. No, that's it. Yeah, they go. They say to me, "Oh, you only work twenty minutes a night." You're like, Are "You fucking kidding?" <laughs> it <laughs> took me five hours to get there. It's just Oh gosh! And then I've got to come and, up and with fifteen this years stuff. experience. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, "Really?" Fifteen years experience. Yeah. What was? It, how did you end up in Bournemouth? I mean, I when I was a kid, Bournemouth is where all the old ladies used. That's where we <laughs> used to retire to.
2: Yeah. Um. So I grew up in Saudi Arabia. Um, yes, as you may know, and then um my family moved to the UK sort of permanently in 2008 and um, Bournemouth was just the sort of chosen home base for where my, where my parents kind of came back to. So I, I, I ended up in Bournemouth for a while. Um, I'm in Southampton now, okay. but uh, yeah, I know Bournemouth very well. I was there mm. for, was there for a couple of years in and out. So that's sort of how that happened.
1: Mm. And how do you, I know you had that horrible shit happen to you at, oh, the, yeah. in at Bournemouth station. How did that how did you feel after that? What, what after that went down? How did you how did you cope with that? As I've we've spoken about because someone said to me ages ago, they said, "Oh, they were talking about the police brutality and, and things like that in in other countries, and they're going, no, it doesn't happen here.'" And I'm like, yeah, mm. I, you're this is a, this is this goes back to sort of the white privilege conversation that I've talked about before. The people someone said to me, "What, what white privilege?" i went, like, "Yeah, I can drive my car after 10 p.m. at night." I'm pretty sure I'll get left alone. There's another comedian called Quincy that's been on this podcast, and he talked about an incident that happened to him. He was just driving his kid to Saturday school, and they yeah. got pulled over because they're in a Range Rover or in some some flash car, not a flash car, yeah. but a car worth a few quid. And I and somebody said, "How did you?" Just Quincy just said he took his, he didn't go to Saturday school with his son. They they just they explained what had gone on, and then they just went off, and they just. You know they went off and got some lunch, and they just sort of processed the whole thing. How yeah. did you feel after that had gone down?
2: yeah, um so to to give concept content mm. oh, sorry yeah. context to people um so this was in two thousand and eight or two thousand and nine um I was just getting off I'd been selling my c d s and promoting my music in Southampton, and then um, I was coming back to Bournemouth, where I was living at the time I came off the train and I was, uh, I was met by loads, by two armed police units with their police dogs and, you know, had about five guns trained on me and, wow. was, you know, sh- shouted at, tell me get on the ground. I was arrested at gunpoint, you know, taken off mm. to the, a side room and searched and questioned, told I was under arrest for a Section 1 firearms offense, which I don't know what that means, etc., marched across the station and put in a police car and taken to the station where I was there for about five, 10 minutes before they realized that they had totally cocked up and got the wrong person. Wow. And after that, which they apologized and took the handcuffs off me and let me go home. Um. So firstly, it was very surreal. Um, it was it was a very, yeah, very surreal incident. And also, you know, bearing in mind that the normal police in the UK don't even carry guns. So no. it was like the specific firearms unit that was called out. It wasn't like the
1: normal police. Um, yeah, they have, so, to, they have to call it in and go, we... What, this exactly, is, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
2: yeah, so yeah. It, at, at in the moment, what was going on in my mind in the moment, I, I thought I was like in a dream, honestly. It was like, I felt like I was in a film or something. I was like, mm. wait, what is... Cause i heard people shouting you know get down put your hands up you know get Fuck. down on the ground get and so i'm looking around sort of like wondering who they're talking to right and i look mm. up and the guns are aimed at me Jeez. right and i'm like wait what and so you know i complied right i complied ah, um, yeah of well, course and i will t- well people you say <laughs> of course i will you know people have been killed for not complying so Firstly, I would say anyone who ever, ever, it's very rare that this is ever going to happen to anybody listening. But if you ever are in this sort of situation, just, just comply, even if you don't know Mm. what's going on. So, you know, I did that and everything, of course, in the back of my mind, I'm just confused. I I know I haven't done anything, so So I don't have any sort of guilty conscience or anything. It's like throughout the whole thing, I was like, all right, I don't know. I have no idea what is going on. I don't know who they think I am. I don't know what they think I've done, but I haven't done it. So this is weird and this is kind of scary and a bit embarrassing, but I know I'm going to come out of this fine. Cause I haven't, I haven't done anything. Right. Mm, yeah. So that was my attitude. Um, and I'm an extremely con person. I'm, I'm like, I'm like in the bottom 2% of the personality trait neuroticism. So I'm not, uh, I'm not an emotional person. Like I, mm. I'm like <laughs> at the very, very bottom end of that. So, if if something this sort of potentially traumatic happens, I'm probably the best person that it can happen to because right. I'm not going to get any kind of like PTSD or anxiety or anything over this. So no. the, the, the truth is that, and this isn't me just trying to be tough here. The reality is that it was harder for like, to this day, it's harder for like my mom and some of my siblings and my parents to sort of mm. deal with when like, even if it ever comes up, we don't talk about it a lot, but if it does, they get more upset than I do. Right. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of the yeah. reality of it. I'm kinda of like and there was the full investigation and whatever, the whole thing came out. I learned what what happened and what you know, what the mistake was and how they cocked up their communications and what they thought I'd done and who they thought I was, et cetera. That all came out sort of after the fact. Right. And and so I can understand it in that context. But for someone who sort of hasn't got all that information um mm. people jump to a lot of different assumptions you know i get people who think like oh did they think you know you were a terrorist or was this like purely racial was it this was it that and people have their own sort of filters and assumptions about it which aren't necessarily correct no. so i just try to speak on it honestly and just say like look this is what happened this is the mistake that was made essentially the whole thing happened because one one police officer not not the arrest the the arresting officers technically didn't do anything wrong based on no. the information they were given Um, they basically thought that I was someone who'd been chasing someone around Basingstoke city center with a firearm, which obviously I wasn't, but that's, that's who they thought I was. So that is why I was met with such force. But the problem is that there was someone in the communications with, um, another police force, not even Dorset, but in Hampshire who had essentially communicated the incorrect information, um, about the suspect and about who I was, et cetera. And the wires had gotten crossed. And so... I it ended up them being like certain that I was this guy basically. Oh yeah. Um, even though I wasn't, of course. So that that's in the background. That's sort of the background story of what happened. Um, but yeah, it's um, it was a weird experience, and um, but it's it's not something I it's not something I dwell on. If I ever bring it up, it's uh, I did write a song about it called yeah. "Divided We Stand," which was just a, a song sort of talking about those issues and sharing some of my thoughts about it. But yeah, I mean, nowadays, like I don't I don't dwell on it. I sometimes will bring it up if it's if it's relevant mm. and also just because of, you know, sometimes with some of the things that I say and some of my views on things, some people think that um some people get the mistaken idea that I'm sort of disconnected from the fact that things like this happen. I'm like, man, I've I've been through this worse than yeah. almost anybody. So like, no, I'm not talking from the point of like, oh, I don't know that the police ever like make mistakes or do anything like I've been, I've been yeah. a sort of victim of it. Right. I've been, I've been yeah, on the yeah, opposite yeah. end of multiple guns, but Fuck. I'm speaking from that perspective and I'm saying like, look, that can happen. And this can happen to everyone, but it's not, this is not an everyday, it's not an everyday occurrence. No. So like, let's not, let's not pretend that it is. And if it does occur, look, this is how we, we can stop it. So hopefully it doesn't mm-hmm. happen. But like I just said, you know, if you, if someone ever is in this situation, then this is the best way to respond to it, right? Don't start mm. fight. Don't fight the oh, police God. officers or try, try to take <laughs> their gun, or right? Because like, we, we've seen this happen, and it's like Aye. you're not you're, you're not going to win. So, if this happens, then I know it's crap, and I know it's not cool. But yeah. just just comply, and then deal deal with it later.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that, uh, that's, yeah. I think
2: I think that's actually an important message for people to understand, especially in the U.S. because. In the UK this is this is far more rare, but I think in the mm. US that people people might think it sounds crazy for me to say this, but I think that people should be taught how to be arrested.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah, that yeah.
2: I think that would actually save lives because you see a lot of these situations, especially in the USA, where situations just get very, very escalated because mm. people don't comply. And I can understand from an emotional perspective not wanting to do this but like look uh, as i said fighting with the police officer fight fighting with armed cops fighting with fighting with the cops is a bad idea period like just don't right like (laughs) even if you haven't done if you (laughs) haven't done anything right if the the cops come and kick in your door right now right and wave guns at you like even don't try to fight them just just okay comply and then Mm. you can deal with it later and if there's a case maybe you can even make a case against them or whatever but just just
1: stay alive and then we yeah, will yeah. deal with it later. And yeah. some people won't
2: even want me to say that, but I, I think it's important.
1: Yeah, it's fine. It, it, it's fucked up that we have to, like you say, we have to learn how to be arrested. That's, yeah, yeah. That's something I've never had to talk about before. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you know. it's
2: weird. You know, it sounds weird. Yeah. Um, and, and like I said, but it's, it's like, you know, we, we expect that you're never going to... It's a bit like when you, you get on a plane, right? And they teach you, okay, if we land on water... This is what you do if no, this right. happened. You know the oxygen mask comes down. The life. I'm like, look, I've flown. Not I don't know how many hundreds of planes I've been on, but I I, I hope like I'm never going to need this information. But you should you should have it right. The, yeah, the, the yeah, planet. yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, because stuff stuff yeah. goes wrong. Anything anything that happens millions of times in the world and it involves human beings, there are going to be mistakes made. Yes. This is just reality. We can try to minimize things, but it's just reality. So. It's kind of like, okay, look, if you ever happen to be in this crazy situation, this is the best way to mm. to handle it. This is the best way to deal with it. Of course, you train the police officers, you get everything. But even even if police had perfect training and et cetera, there'll still be mistakes. Yeah. Someone's you know mistaken identity is a real thing, right? Someone thinks, okay, the suspect is someone else, but you just you match this description, or they think you do, or whatever, and now you are being stopped and searched, or you know there mm. people get the, i don't know police might visit the wrong address. all sorts, all sorts yeah. of things happen you know Mist- yeah. mistakes are made
1: yeah it seems to be having watched the, you know watched uh documentaries and things and that about the u.s mm. and it there seems to be a lot of that mistaken identity and there seems to be a lot of people in, in, in put in prison that, that didn't do anything and so it makes mm. it so it makes it difficult when you say, you know, uh, you should comply. Where we see it all yeah. the time, people. I, it, one of the biggest things that keeps me awake at night is the injustice. I can't watch a lot of these documentaries about people that have been put in prison yeah. for not having. Because I'm like, ah, oh, how do you cope with knowing you didn't do it? And when you yeah. I watch, I watched that the documentary the 13th, and it you're like, there's so many people in prison that didn't do it, or they did something it's so minor, yeah. and it. I, I don't know, man. I ju- I just... It's complicated,
2: man. Yeah, it's complicated. It is, yeah. And, um, you know, you get people who are and, – and it happens on both sides, right? There are people who should be in prison who are walking the streets. Mm, absolutely. Right? There are people yeah. who absolutely, 100% should be in prison, but they're out there and about walking the streets. And then sometimes – they'll, I don't know, they'll kill someone or something. And then it'll, it'll turn out when you get the media reports that, oh, this person had previously been arrested like 15 times and they, they were still meant to be in prison, but they released them because there wasn't enough space, you know, you know, like whatever (laughs) the situation, right. Or, oh, we knew this person was a terrorist, but we, we didn't do anything. Um, and so you get both cases and then you have someone who's serving a life sentence because they sold some weed 20 years ago. And it's like, you know, you, you get both sides of it. And Man, I, I'm I'm no legal expert at all. Um, no. I'm just it someone keeps, who tries to yeah. apply apply common sense. <laughs> and both of those situations are like, eh, that's not, no, that's not good. That shouldn't that shouldn't happen.
1: No, oh man, it, wh- what do you make of all the controversy? You're, you know, because like going back to you being honest, you speak your mind, and you don't. You know, I don't think you sit there and go, "Oh, this is going to be controversial." You just like, you know, <laughs> how do you? how do you cope with it when it when things cuz it just seems to be everything can be controversial or can be yeah. deemed controversial at the moment nobody seems to be able to say anything mm. how do you cope with that you just do you just let it wash over you or
2: yeah like at, at this stage it's like i've i've dealt with it as we were talking about doing reps in the gym right the mm. more you do something the more you kind of build resilience and get used to it so i've kind of just reached a stage where like i've dealt with I've had the online mobs come after me multiple times in different flavors and varieties, and so I'm used to dealing with a degree of backlash. Mm. And also, you know, I've been making music. I've been dealing with criticism, public criticism, since I released my first album. Right? I've had people who are like, "Man, this guy sucks. Zuby should stop rapping. Zuby shouldn't." You know, I've, I've dealt with yeah. all. I've dealt with all of that, and I still do. And ultimately, it's also there are some people's opinions I care about and there are a lot of people's opinions I don't care about. Mm. So if someone, you know, if someone with 17 followers on Twitter and a username that looks like a bot and a fake, weird pro profile, like why, why would I care about that person's opinion? Like it doesn't, (laughs) you see what I mean? It's like, it doesn't, it just doesn't matter. Right. Just, you know, anonymous accounts on YouTube or whatever. It's it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I care about the opinions of my friends, my family, my actual fans and supporters, people who actually like my work. I care about, I care about that. But Mm. if it's just, you know, random, you know, we've, we live in this weird time, right? Where I'm sure you dealt with this Any any kind of content creator, anyone who puts themselves out publicly deals with this, which is that, you know, there are people who just go around, especially the internet now, and they just Spout negativity, and that's their.
1: Yep, uh, that's just that's their, their thing. thing. Yeah,
0: that's the thing. That's the thing. We're
1: talking yeah. about being positive and pushing yourself. These yeah. people, they do push themselves to be assholes. They do. Yeah. That's what they. That's that's where they're putting all their energies in. And you're like, why? But yeah, it's strange. Uh, yeah. And right. it, it
2: doesn't. It doesn't make me feel bad about myself. It makes me feel bad for them. I'm just like, yeah, well, okay, sorry, dude. Like, you know, God bless you. I hope you know. I hope you. You're not, you're not, because have look. they're not angry at me. They're, they're mad at themselves. No, they're mad yeah, at their life. Yeah. They're not, they're not happy in life. And so, I mean, when was the last time you went on YouTube and just watched random videos and downvoted them and wrote me in comments? When did you last do that? You <laughs> I've know, never right? done it no, yet. N- <laughs> right? No, nobody, nobody who is doing things and who is being productive and getting on with life does that. So if that's your thing, then I'm like, okay, like I kind of, I kind of just feel bad for you. Like you're yeah. not going to make, there's nothing you can say about me that's going to make me sort of doubt myself or lose my confidence. So I just kind of hope that you, you know, this person can deal with whatever mental hangups that they yeah. have. And, and you know what, occasionally it happens, right? Occasionally it happens. And sometimes I'm aware of it. Cause I have actually had people, this is very rare, <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> but I have actually had people who have sent me messages sort of saying like, you know what? Like I was like, I was an a-hole to you and I just want to say like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like I didn't, wow. you know, like, yeah. you know, it, it doesn't happen often, but I have had that. They're like, yeah, you know, I just, I was in a yeah. bad place and I just, you were the first person that popped up. So I just thought I'd lash out at you, but actually I kind of think you're pretty cool now and I actually like your music or whatever, you know? So I'm like, yeah, man. So I'm like, yeah, it yeah. happens.
1: So I'm like, cool. Jay, my missus gets it all the time because she's, she's got a bit of a profile and, and so now she's getting into that, that area where people do yeah people do seek her out and they do want to mm. say things to her and but she yeah like you just said instead of instead of fighting fire with fire she'll actually get into conversations with them and go why yeah. why are you saying that why do you think that then she goes you don't know me why is this happening mm. and nine times out of ten it the conversation turns around and they go actually you're right i'm really sorry i just was yeah. <laughs> i was just lashing out and she does that all the time and it's brilliant to see yeah yeah, it's, it's yeah, hard. It's, it's hard to yeah. do. You know, it's hard yeah, to do. Yeah. But
2: um, it does. It, it is. It it is um important. You know, you do have to. You know, so sometimes you can just not respond or you know block mm. and mute or whatever. But sometimes, uh, you know, some I've had people who just say something like totally like random and mean and uncalled for, and I'm just like, you know, sometimes just like, oh, why did you say? Why did you say that? That wasn't very nice. Mm. Well, you. And if you may- say that to someone, like they do quickly realize, oh like oops like
1: yeah
2: <laughs> i was being a bit i was being a bit of a you know <laughs> yeah yeah
1: yeah but it can you know, be you can you can be just like a you might it could be just like a throwaway comment you'll just go yeah all right like you'd like okay yeah. dude okay dude <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like what the fuck and literally all you said okay dude yeah and then yeah. and then that escalates and you're like that was just a fucking <laughs> throwaway <laughs> comment that wasn't yeah. And but there this is go this goes back to what I was saying at the beginning. Nobody's nobody really wants to sit down and have a conversation. We're all too busy shouting and wanting to be right and better and we've got yeah. cancel culture. Now this is you know, it's not enough that someone needs to be spoken to about something or have a conversation with them. It's like no, mm. they have to be completely ruined. Yeah, and, that's not cool. Uh, nah, man. I don't know. You know, I get it, I get where it comes from, but that's not going to solve anything, is it? We just this seems to be, there seems to be a mob walking around on the internet, going right. Who's next? You know, it's yeah, just exactly. you know, and it, that's not going to solve anything. No. It, it saddens me, man. I just want everyone to get along. Why can't we all just get along? That's, Look, man, dude, the, the reality
2: is, you know, most of us do. Like yeah, if, you're, if we're being honest, most of us do. Like if you if you go outside and you just I don't know, go to the park, go to the town center, just mm. go. You, you see, actually, you know. People get on surprisingly well. At least, yeah, um, you know, true. people can be polite and civil for the most part. And it's you know, it's it's in pockets. It, the internet amplifies everything, of course, because people true. behave worse on social media than they do in real life. Because you, you can't you can't be punched. But um, <laughs> in, in <laughs> yeah, yeah. but in, in in real life, though, you know, it, it's the same when people start talking about like, oh my gosh, like everything is racist, everything is sexist, everything, uh, and then you know, I go outside and I'm like, Ugh. I don't think so like everyone seems to be pretty uh mm. harmonious here right like Yeah that's yeah, true yeah. It, you know you know what I mean it's like it's like yeah, two, yeah, there's yeah. these there's these two worlds that are going on where in one world everything is sort of terrible and the system is the system is awful and you know everything is on the rise and there's you know hate crimes are rising and poverty and right and then and then you go outside and you're a bit like
1: hmm yeah so
2: you know like stuff. even with the coronavirus stuff right like we know this is a real like it's affected people or whatever but you know you can you can get in this little bubble where it's like oh my gosh this is we're living through the black death and this thing is just wiping people out and destroying jobs and the economy and killing people and we must do this and we must do that and whatever and then you know you you kind of step out and you're a bit like okay like it's not, Mm, not you know this is not saying this thing doesn't exist but the level of fear mongering and hype and yeah. all of that versus the sort of re- observable reality seems to me like there's a big discrepancy there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It felt it felt like people it's in my in my life people came together. I had people mm-hmm. ringing me that I have not spoken to in 10 years. Yeah. Just ringing, ringing me up and I go, "Dude, are you all right? Like, this is yeah. all fucked." So I go, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, how are you?" And and it, it did genuinely bring everyone together and then it's the internet. This internet comes up all the time.
2: <laughs> the internet's terrible. Yeah. We've been running this we've been running this um you know, smartphone smartphones plus social media. You know, I think people forget mm. that we're living through the, the maybe the biggest um, human sort of social social experiment ever. Yeah. I mean, the fact that, you know, the fact that, you know, I can pick up my phone right now and send a send a tweet, send a tweet out, which will potentially reach hundreds of thousands or even millions of people like that's not that's not supposed to be possible. No, it's it's <laughs> like, like know, that's yeah. really new. That that's really new.
1: That's really really new. Like you and, know, and it's and it's possible for everybody. Whereas yes. when I was a kid, like yeah, yeah, people like David Bowie and 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 people like that, that they lived on another planet. They weren't from yes. here. Yeah, and now and now anyone can t- like you say could just tweet something to yeah millions.
2: You couldn't you couldn't send a message to David Bowie telling telling him what you think about him, you know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No (laughs) Exactly. You should it shouldn't still be possible. You shouldn't be able to. We aspire to be these people and yet you know, you can oh man, you can tell Stevie Wonder that his albums are shit now. Like Stevie Wonder, what are you
2: doing? Yeah, it's it's oh, amazing. Man. You can just tell the president, tell the prime minister, like, like <laughs> this <it was>, <laughs> is what I think of you. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> it's just like, and and you don't even need to use your real name. You can like just no. hide behind. So yeah, yeah. I think pe- the amount of time. Pe- people,
1: yeah, I, oh man. Go on, go on, go
2: on. Yeah, I was just saying, people forget how new it all is, and we're yeah. certainly not. Uh, we're we're not evolved for this. Like right? we're no. we're supposed to still be only know a couple hundred people at the most.
1: Not not be connected exactly. to so many. So. We're yeah, like children, like, yeah. One. We're like children with a hammer. Like yeah. you, shouldn't, you shouldn't give children a hammer because <laughs> they're not going to know what to do with it. They're exactly. just going to smash things. I mean, I shouldn't be able to tell Boris Johnson that I think his policies are bollocks. <laughs> no, I you shouldn't. should I shouldn't be in that position. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you really should, and we all are. That, that's the thing. It's like
2: this is like a nuclear weapon. Like we don't even. Yeah. We've all got the really button. Really... We've
1: all got the button and we're going yeah. to fuck shit yeah. up. This is yeah. why when not...
2: you, talk- you were talking yeah. about cancel culture, right? Because that's what it is. Like people whip up yeah, the mob online. Yeah. Like people are angry about stuff that they shouldn't even know exists. Yeah, exactly. Right? You should, right? Like you shouldn't even be aware. Like, I don't know. Something can happen tomorrow. Like tomorrow. In, something happens tomorrow in some random town in Wisconsin in America. And mm. the next thing you know, you've got people in the UK, in Spain, in Brazil are tweeting about it and sharing it and everyone's getting all amped up over this thing that happened in Wisconsin and it's like why do you, we shouldn't even know that this <laughs> happened right we shouldn't even know yeah. that this happened and now the next thing that person who did it is losing their job
1: and like um, <laughs> no no yeah
2: and it's just like wait this is um yeah because
1: is, some yeah someone in Southampton was not pleased <laughs> about something that happened in Wisconsin
2: it's just yeah it's it's uh, strange and um yeah. I don't think people have really taken the time to step back and just be like wait hang on what are we doing like yeah Yeah. and it's cool you know there's so many positives to it of course right we know we both do podcasts and put out content there's so many positives with social media and everything but um yeah you've got to make sure you use the tool rather than let it use you
1: absolutely what a beautiful way to finish that was perfect thank you so much for coming on man it's been a real pleasure welcome. to talk to you um, and where can we find you on all the social media just funnily enough yeah sure well,
2: um, I'm on everything at Zuby Music that is Z-U-B-Y Music you can find me on there my podcast Real Talk with Zuby and my music are also available on iTunes um, Spotify and other platforms
1: excellent thank you so much it's been an absolute pleasure I'm very welcome
0: produced by Paul Daniels at pauldaniels.tv